Welcome to the Lady Landlords Podcast, where we empower women to gain financial independence through real estate investing. I'm your host, Becky Nova, founder of Lady Landlords. If you're ready to buy, manage, and grow your real estate portfolio, then let's get started. Welcome back to the Lady Landlords Podcast. Today, we're bringing you one of my favorite types of episodes, which is a member spotlight, highlighting somebody that's actually in our community that's making moves, taking action. And I just really want to make sure that we can share her story with you. So Stephanie, thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Becky. Thanks for having me on. Of course. You have been doing some great things, and I just really appreciate you taking time out of your day to just share your journey in real estate so far with our community. So what I always like to start with is just if you could give us an introduction of who you, Stephanie, are for our community. Absolutely. So thank you again for having me on. Uh, I'm Stephanie. I'm an outdoor enthusiast. Love to be outdoors beyond the four walls, although it is kind of restriction with the W-2 job. <laughs> um, I also have two children and uh, they are six and almost two. And then I've also been married almost 13 years this year. So I'm uh, pretty excited to be on this journey. That's awesome. Uh, today is actually my fourth um, wedding anniversary. I cannot imagine. <laughs> Thank you. I can, after that, I don't know, 13, I was going to say that's quite an accomplishment, I got to say. <laughs> it is, right. We haven't killed each other yet, so it's pretty good. <laughs> I was going to say, doing, doing the best, right? Um, right? So how did real estate investing just enter into your life? Yeah, absolutely. This actually started quite a few years ago. We had lived in a different state than where we do now, had brought up, bought a property, my, both my husband and I, when we were very young, uh, had bought a property and then decided that we wanted to move to a different state. So rather than selling that property, we ended up listing it and becoming the uh, quote unquote accidental landlord, if you will. So we became accidental landlords and uh, it was an awful deal because we were breaking even every month. We weren't losing money, but we broke even. And it was it was quite, quite stressful when things were breaking. Uh, so we ended up selling that property relatively quick, quickly within the first year. Uh, and then we were like, you know, maybe this isn't for us. Um, but then a few years later, we did the exact same thing. We became accidental landlords. We moved out of state another time, uh, rented our house. And this time we were, we were making a little bit more money, um, but then we wanted to cash out uh, for the appreciation. So we cashed mm -hmm. out, made uh, like six figures on the appreciation within a few years. So we felt like that was great. And then again, we took a back seat and we're like, oh, do we really want to be landlords again? <laughs> uh, and then it was, we need to just start diversifying our assets more and going into it with a business mindset. So this mm -hmm. next time, uh, we did a lot more research, did a lot more hands-on. Instead of turning our, you know, property, our own property, into an asset, to generating asset, we decided to go in with a business mindset. Um, so that was a complete difference in, in how we entered into it for a third time, if you will. That's interesting too that you kind of like tipped your toe in this right. space a couple times before then saying like, okay, now let's really kind of go intentional. So. Just to kind of talk about like the couple times that you've that you've started this journey, right? And then once again, you were the accidental landlord. Do you remember how you guys kind of came up with the idea when you did that first move? Why you chose to rent it rather than sell? Say, okay, we're moving out of state. Let's just sell it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So this was in 2012. So the market had been still kind of teetering along the lines. Uh, Essentially, our property was worth the same that we purchased at in 2009. So it had not appreciated. Essentially, we would have lost money at closing because there was just nothing there. We would have lost it to the real estate, the realtor fees. Uh, So we decided it was middle of winter in Massachusetts and nobody wants to move January 1st in Massachusetts. So uh, we were like, okay, you know what? It's better to just rent it. And then um, just, just as a, let's just rent it. People probably rent it more than they want to buy it for. We're going to lose our shirts with the real real estate costs. So um, we just ended up doing it in that fashion. Okay. And then what state did you move to at that time? North Carolina. Okay. So you had... The first property when you were an accidental landlord was over in Massachusetts. You're down in North Carolina. How did managing that distance go for you? Was it a good experience or bad experience? Actually, it was a great experience. Um, So generally, I didn't really have to do anything uh, except to collect the rent checks. We self-managed it ourselves. Um, and my brother happens to be a contractor. So if anything went wrong, uh, he would turn around and run right in there and take care of it. So, um, it's good to have that type of family connections, uh, that we're uh, able to kind of, you can press them to say, Hey, I need this today. Can you do me a favor? Um, I'd always get the family and friends discount. So the expenses weren't adding up. So that was, uh, it was quite nice actually. Gotcha. Okay. And then. When you were said that like you really kind of were just breaking even on that property, right? That really just rents were kind of covering like the mortgage. Right. Did how did you feel about just kind of knowing like that work that you were putting in was really just kind of balancing out and covering the mortgage and nothing really more? Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely eye-opening to I didn't do enough market research for what current rents were. Um, I thought they were much lower than they were. In fact, I, I remember to this day, one person coming in who was reviewing the property and asked me why I was charging so low. And I was just like ignorant at that point. And, you know, I just accepted somebody else because they hit all the marks of, you know, having the income and whatnot and having having a good credit history. So I did that sort of research, but I didn't do enough research to uh, make sure that I wasn't just breaking even. Uh, and that was sort of sort of what I go back on and say I regret doing because if I had actually done the market research and priced it accordingly to what the market was, yeah. I might've kept it longer. Okay. And then when you, how long was it when you then sold that? So it was one year. One year. Okay. And then you still felt like that at that point in time, then you were in a better, it was a better opportunity to sell. Right. So the market had gone up just slightly. Um, and then the realtor fees with everything coming out of it. I mean, we, we walked away with, you know, less than $10,000, but it was, you know, not having that extra burden over our heads and, and whatnot. Gotcha. So at least once again, you said kind of, if you had sold it the year before that you would have had to come out of pocket for all the costs and fees associated with selling a house. So at least then what under 10 grand for selling a house, at least you're not losing money on that. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So that's so important. Okay. But then now down the line, you then said at a point, you realized that this was something that you wanted to become intentional and do it. Right. So what was, what, what was that conversation like between you and your husband to then say, Hey, like we have something here, right? 
let's let's now think more about this and see what this could really be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it really came down to I had enough W-2 income where we did have a surplus that we could start investing and going in a, a different avenue. Um, we had been heavily investing in the stock market and really kind of building up that portion of our portfolio. And then it just came down to, we need to start diversifying. What do we do with this surplus? How do we invest it in a different way? Do we keep running in the same direction that we're running with, or do we stop and say, let's try something else and, and see what we can do. And that's really where we, we started to take real estate and say, let's go down this pathway and, and pursue. Okay. So when you had that money, because I feel like I, I hear women in the situation rather often where either they sold a house, maybe they were left a little bit of cash, maybe they were able just from whatever reason they came into a little bit of cash. And then when they sit there, they we get in that spot of like, well, this is like a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity sometimes. How do we, and they get very anxious about how to use it really to their best ability, right? It's not every day you're going to win the lottery here. So really, how do we make sure to capitalize on that opportunity? What made you say real estate rather than let's put it in stocks, let's max out the 401k, let's put it into, put it all on black. What made you say real estate was the way that you should go? Uh, so we are kind of 100%, like we maxed out all of our 401ks, all of our IRAs. Uh, when we could, we maxed those out. So right. it did become into that other of uh, what's next. Uh, and we had having already done real estate twice before, and I just love, I just love it. I love talking about houses and like, where, where are we going to move to next and what's next? And it, right. it became, it became a situation of where's my drive in life? What do I really enjoy? Um, you know, I do not enjoy my W2 job. It's, it's a drag, but what is, what, what? do I find passionate? And it has always right. come back to real estate. Real estate has always been something that I've wanted to get excited to be behind, something that I wanted to explore more. There's so many different facets that I haven't uncovered that it really is intriguing. So it just became a, a natural next step to pursue it further. Gotcha. So then when you decided, okay, we now have this cash. We want to make sure to best utilize it. We're going to move forward with real estate. What did you do next? So after uh, several months of just researching and not really knowing what to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, following, I followed you, Lady Landlords, for several months and, and was reading the emails. And, you know, we, we kept getting the mentorship, mentorship. And... I was finally at the point of, I can't do this alone because there's so much I don't know. And okay. I've researched and it finally became about just taking action. You know, you can research all day long, but I wanted somebody to say, hey, you're now accountable to me that you need to perform. And that's what I really, I just needed that extra push at the end to say, let's, let's go forward. Let's actually make an intentional decision to turn this into a business. Okay when you were kind of in that like research phase, right? Just kind of like day in, day out, kind of like looking on the endless internet, kind of saying like, what should I do? How did that make you feel just kind of being in that research phase for a good couple months? Yeah, absolutely. So in my own head during the research, it was all about just saving for that down payment, saving for that down payment, how much, and then as 
prices for real estate kept going up, it was the goalpost kept moving and kept moving. Right. So it was like chasing a goalpost. Um, and I said, there has to be another way. There has to be another way. Uh, I'm missing something, something that I don't even know what to input into Google to say, what are, what's a different way? And then it was, you know, we talked to Becky and she's like, well, I can open up this whole world for you of <laughs> weird money. <laughs> so. Right. We'll get to that in a second, but yes. what, um, <laughs> but then what was the, what was the breaking point where you were like, cool, I've been doing this for months. I'm in research phase. Clearly, if I search the internet for solve my problem, maybe tomorrow right. Google will give me the answer. Right. What What was the breaking point that you were like, okay, I'm gonna I'm signing up for this call with Becky. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna click that submit button and have this conversation. What was the point where you were like, I just can't do this anymore? Um, I got to the point where I completely hated my job that I did not want to go in anymore, and I said, enough's enough. We're gonna do something about it. That I just got to that breaking point where I want to replace my paycheck. I don't want, I want to use it as a tool and as a resource to, to better my own life. So let's use it as a tool. Don't just go off and buy something to, you know, buy the kids gifts or presents or toys. We have enough toys. Let's do something intentional. Yeah. Let's replace that W2. Yeah, I just got to the point where I was like, that's it. We're replacing it. We're done. I don't want to keep working for the, you know, the bosses here. Right, I was gonna feel like I was gonna say I feel like I'm like job revenge, right? Like you, like <laughs> I, I can picture myself doing this. I won't speak for you. I can picture myself like getting into fights with like my boss, like corporate America, and just being like really pissed yeah. off and being like, you know what? Screw that. I am yeah. signing up for this. I'm gonna have this call. I'm gonna do this and like screw you, like job, right? Yeah. And I would also, I'd probably also do do that during my regular work hours. Yes. 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 Just to like really like put my stamp on like my frustration with my current situation. So, yeah. all right, gotcha. So that's where you kind of, that's now where you're coming in kind of being stuck, right? Where you're saying like, I know I want to do this. I want to be intentional, but I kind of don't know where I, where I want to go. How have you've now been in the mentorship for a couple months? What was it like kind of like coming into the mentorship and then starting to hear some other ways to kind of change change your situation, change your mind, your thinking around how to, how to solve those problems. What was that experience like? Yeah. Um, it, I equated to it to almost drinking like a fire hose for the second time, because there's so much that is disorganized on the internet, but to come into this program and to have the steps laid out, work on this first, get your foundation done. Uh, we want to know what your why is. Why are you going after this? What's your financial situation? What can you do? And then where can we go find the money? And then what do we do with it afterwards? So there were clear, concise steps to say what to do next, rather than drinking from the fire hose in 12 different directions. This was drinking from one fire hose in one direction. Right. Right. And that's, I think that's kind of the problem with like, when we're learning something new, right? When you go to like, think back to school, college, anything like that, you're training for your job. Like, there's usually like very clear, like delineation, like there's very clear steps, like do this, you know, get from A to B to C, right? But when we're now in this world of information, we could go learn this on Instagram. We can learn this on Facebook. We can learn this by Google, but there it's within real estate investing. What I love about it and what I feel like makes it tough for so many people 
is that there's, you could do anything, right? There are so many different options. There are so many different possibilities. There are so many different ways that we can really look at this. And then all of a sudden it becomes very difficult when it's, but which path is really the right right one for me, right? There's no one size fits all in real estate, right? Yes, we all want to make money. That's the end goal that we're all looking for. But even that, like some people are looking for time choice. You want to replace your W-2. Some people just want to be able to cover their car payment, right? Some people want to make sure they can buy extra toys for their kids. Whatever right. those things are, even that kind of that monetary response is very different for different people. So that's nice that like you can kind of come in and that's really the point of working with somebody that's built a portfolio is because it's very easy to say like, stay focused. Here are the steps you need. This is really what's going to give you that that learning curve instead of going and searching through endless information and going down all those rabbit holes to say, no, you do one, you do two, you do three. And you completely hit the ground running. Our first like two sessions, we'd accomplished (laughs) so much. And then it was like, great, like I did this, I did this. You followed along, you took action, you completed all the assignments. And then like, I feel like you were looking for your first property within a month. Of actually working together. Right. Right. Yes. Was it around that? Yes. Okay. If not, so, so then that, it was, it was very quick. Yes. It, it, no, I, I was incredibly impressed. I was like, wait, like she's showing up, she's doing the work and she's getting what she's looking for. And we're doing this fast. So I thought that right. was great. Um, so what, what did it feel like then when you finally got back out there now knew how you were paying for the deal. Now you knew how you were funding it. Now we talked about how to make sure to account for that in our deal analysis. How did it feel when you were like, yes, I found a property, you know, regardless if it worked out or not, but like, hey, I found a deal. I can actually act on this if I so choose. How did that feel compared to the months before when you were like, great, this is an opportunity, but I can't pay for it. I can't fund it. Right. So I equated to, I have squirrel brain. So if anything shiny is over there, I like run towards it. So that's like the downfall to real estate is I just kind of go after and like look for different things, but having the, here's your budget. Here's, here's your actual budget. Here's what it is. And then going through all the expenses, even if you're just estimating them and knowing what your costs were and then being in control of saying, I can afford this and being a more confident buyer that I am ready to do this. I will make money. I can do it. It changed it all a hundred percent. Then when you actually are going to the open houses, you can say, yep, this is within my budget. I can buy it today. Or you know what this is, it, it is within my budget, but it looks like it's going to take ten, fifteen thousand dollars to repair it. Not for me right now, I'm at the top. So it gave me a lot more flexibility when going to the open houses or just you know telling my realtor I want to go look at this. Uh, it just provided a lot more of the confidence level to say yes. Right, because you understood kind of what you were looking for. We had all the steps in place. So it sounds like it really just gave you the freedom to be like, cool, now I just have to now I just have to find my deal. Right. Right. Gotcha. So tell us a little bit about your newest property. What did you end up, what did you end up buying? Yeah. So I ended up buying a four bedroom, three and a half bath townhouse right on a a lake, if you will, a very quiet lake right in the North Carolina area. Uh, 
proud to say it's 100% financed. <laughs> I have not placed a single dollar into this property. Uh, it was, I was able to work with you to secure a HELOC for, against my personal uh, residence. So with that HELOC, it became the down payment and the closing costs all wrapped into one with a little bit extra on the side. And then uh, we were able to find a lender that would take the other uh, 80%. And so uh, to date, we haven't paid anything, which is beautiful. <laughs> and Isn't that great when we can really take what we've already kind of like built upon it? This is one of the things that I think is fantastic about real estate. For example, years ago, I remember having a conversation with my financial advisor. And if you haven't listened to those that podcast episode, ladies, go back and look for the episode with Frank Shirtsky. I've been working with him for years, and he talks about this concept in that earlier podcast episode back from season two. But what I thought was great about what he had showed me was if I had caught 20 grand, I can then go and buy $20,000 of a thing, right? I could buy $20,000 of shares in a stock, right? And cool, after I purchase it two seconds later, it's either up or down, but I bought 20,000 shares of stock, right? Within a, when you're buying in real estate, that 20 grand could get you a $100,000 asset, right? That's a down payment for a $100,000 property. So it's really great to, and then you can leverage that. And once again, that goes with your own risk tolerance of what you're comfortable with. But then really you're able to kind of roll one of these deals into the next, into the next. And you're creating extra income streams, even within, even within the properties that you already bought. So it's a great way to be able to kind of rinse and repeat your own money rather than sitting there always saying, well, I guess I have to save up again between properties or, oh, I guess I either have to pick up a side hustle or I have to live off of ramen for the next five years. And to your point, Stephanie, you mentioned about how as you were saving, you saw prices going up. So the goalposts kept moving. You were never going to get caught up to that because what you were saving for kept changing. That would that strategy would have unfortunately probably de continued to delay you as we still see high prices right now in a lot of markets. So it was so great that it was really not having to really come a dollar out of pocket to be able right. to really uh, to now purchase another property and then really be able to use that that cash flow to either now pay back financing or roll into the next property, right? Yes, and that's essentially what we are doing is with the income from this property being able to pay down the HELOC, we've now just opened up more money to go for the next deal. So again, it's right. we had all of this stress of let's save, let's save, let's save. And then there was a light bulb of, no, utilize somebody else's money, utilize another bank's money. And now for 10 years, we essentially have a set of money to the side that we can buy, pay down, buy, pay down, and just kind of have the cyclical savings on the side. Right. And that was really what I wanted to create for you in the mentorship is kind of that spigot that we can just kind of like turn on and be like, cool, ready for another property versus right. nah, life changes don't really want to go that direction right now, or even possibly say, hey, I'm kind of done buying, right? Your goal, once again, is to replace W-2 income. But somebody might say, you know what? I would just really wanted a little, a little extra money. I needed a cushion, right? And that's all I kind of needed. They might not need the same access to properties and funding as you in the long term, but to really give people that option to say, 
cool. I'm ready for another property. Open the spigot. Okay, cool. I'm set for right now. Let's really kind of close that off. So I'm, I'm really happy that that, that worked out. So next plans, how soon are we looking to buy next property? (laughs) If I had it my way, it would be next week, but, uh, (laughs) um, yeah. So I am actually actively looking at this point for the next property. Uh, so it will come from, I, we are looking into different creative avenues because prices are still high. We did go pretty high for this property to secure a lake access, um, which comes with a, a higher rental. So right. um, it is still, we're still, we just closed two weeks ago. So we are still in the beginning stages of, you know, figuring out how much we're going to do for the next property and then how much of the HELOC that we're actually going to use in the next property. So, uh, but the goal is in the next three to six months to have another mm-hmm. property in our portfolio. Right. Honestly, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't have at least one more property before the end of the year. It'd be great to even see if we can, if it's, we're recording this episode in May. I mean, honestly, there's absolutely the potential to get at least uh, to have two new properties of, of good, of good sustenance, right. To really find two great cash flowing properties that also give you a good equity base before the end of the year. I think that's incredibly feasible. So that I think would be, that would be a great, great jump in your portfolio to really putting you on the path to being that intentional, an intentional landlord rather than the accidental landlord. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, two would be phenomenal. Uh, so that would be something we could, we could work towards. So that's exciting. Putting that in my notes here. Um, how did you feel, just for other listeners out there, how did you feel about like the market right now when you were looking to purchase? Did you feel that prices were kind of on point with where you were looking? Did you feel that there that things were going incredibly quick? Did you feel like you were able to really make decisions and kind of think through each deal? What did you see for the kind of North Carolina market at that time? What were you kind of noticing? So where we are in North Carolina is a hotbed for corporate landlords. It's a very competitive market in that sense because you're competing against uh, these companies that have millions in investment funds that are coming in and just cash buying. So we really had to take a look and either make decisions quickly and being able to have the best offer forward and have a lender that can close in 30 days or we're going to be beat out by those cash buyers. Even with the current marketplace of higher interest rates and, um, you know, higher real estate prices, there were still competitiveness and and even to today it's still quite competitive in this market it's a very niche market um so we ended up having to go a little bit out outside of our radius and to go outside a little bit against a higher budget in order to secure and kind of kick out those corporate landlords they want to stay in a sweet spot of those three twos for three hundred fifty thousand dollars that's their sweet spot here in north carolina so we went just slightly four bedrooms, three and a half baths. Well, a little bit outside of their range uh, to kind of weed out those. So um, kind of changing and moving that perspective in order to compete against ourselves. So we could have a moment to review the the property and make a true decision, not a, you know, turn of the dime decision. Right. And that's something that we want to make sure that we're also purchasing the right properties, right? I see a lot of investors when we're in these markets that things move fast kind of going outside of their buy box 
and just kind of chasing, right? Where they're like, well, I put in an offer. There's seven other offers. I guess I'll offer another 50 grand. And it's like, whoa, but you have to go back and really look at how that impacts not only that deal, but how it's going to impact your purchasability kind of moving forward and your cash flow. How did you then feel also about the tenant market with getting renters now into the property? Yeah, so thankfully, uh, we are also a hotbed for people moving into the to the state right. in this area. So uh, the rental basis, um, it does come from those higher markets of the Northeast and the Pacific Northwest. So being able to kind of inch up and charge a little bit higher on the, the rent, uh, that's actually great for us, great for business. Right. No, it's, it's, I was going to say same thing kind of here in New York. Um, yeah. people moving, especially since COVID, a lot of people kind of left the city. It's clearly changed the dynamic of neighborhoods, but it's really been something that we've had more qualified renters than ever before. And it's really kind of raised prices. So it was great for properties, especially that we already owned that we bought a couple of years ago. This is why it's always yeah. so important to get into real estate sooner than later. Because then now these properties that we had owned, like our, our cash flow has increased by hundreds of dollars per unit door over that yeah. time. So when you take that times 10 different doors, I mean, that really adds up. So mm -hmm. just kind of more on like a, a personal level, we have a lot of other women that are listening here that work a full-time job, are married, or maybe not, but still have kids. They have a lot of competing priorities. How are you able to find the time to commit to growing your portfolio and also to find that motivation to say, this is something that I really need to make sure is on the forefront of my calendar, rather than just letting it go by the wayside and saying, eh, maybe I'll start that whole investing thing next week. Yeah, so once you have that fire inside you with your why, don't let it go out. Continue putting in the work, continue that fire, keep stoking it. Keep adding, adding whatever you need to, to combust. And that's been my drive has been, right. I have a goal. I have a desire. I know my why right now, and I'm going to continue to push that why. And I want to replace that income. And that's my driver is as I am, I'm done. I'm burnt out, done the same job for 15 years, different, different companies, but you do the same thing. You're bored. Um, so there, it's just been that driven factor. And when you have that fire, that burning desire to do something else, you find the time. If it's, right. you know, it's Zillow's always open. It's two o'clock in the morning when I'm feeding my daughter, you know, I'm just checking out the, the real estate around there. You find that time. It's 15 minutes. Great. I'm, I'm going to mark that property. I, I literally would text myself at three in the morning and know that this is a property I want to look at. Then during, during days when I can have my Excel spreadsheet open and I can see the numbers, if they work or not, that doesn't take very long to do. It's those five minutes. Um, I've, I have a kid in kindergarten. It's car line. You, when you're sitting yeah. in car line, 15 minutes, don't watch TikTok videos. Don't be on Instagram, be on Zillow, be on Realtor, have your spreadsheet ready. Google docs is accessible anywhere. It's that 15 minutes of just doing that research that you can find here and there. So I think that's been my biggest thing is I don't need to spend an hour sitting in front of a computer reading different, you know, anything on Google, looking after many properties. It's just taking those five, 10 minutes that I have anywhere in the day and utilizing right. those. To the extent. I love that. 
because I, I feel like that also just breaks up those sizable chunks, right? It's rather than saying like, great, you have to find an hour. You have to find two hours to put on your schedule. That's going to be really hard, especially a working mom, right? Or anybody working or anybody that's a mom. It's going to be difficult to say, oh my God, where am I going to come up with an hour, two hours every single day? But what I love what you're saying is just the five minutes here, the five minutes here, how do I best utilize my time, my energies? And that really adds up. All those tiny little pieces kind of add up. The other thing that I'm going to say that I'll point out here is, Stephanie, you can tell you enjoy this. You can tell yes. you really love this. Exactly. Yes. That comes across. And the reason I want to point that out is because we should all be doing the things that we love, right? It's absolutely the bonus that it makes us money, that that's something that can actually better our life even more. But if you're in this and you don't like it, if you hate it, if you find this a chore, if you find this a job, then this maybe isn't right for you. It's okay if you're annoyed. It's okay if you're frustrated. It's okay if you have a bad day, you can't find a deal, you're having lenders turn you down. It's okay when things don't necessarily go right. But what's going to push you through kind of hearing those no's is saying that I see the value in this. I enjoy this. This is really where I want to be. And that's going to help you get over those humps. So Stephanie, I, like, I can just really see how what a great fit this is for you. Because even how you talk about it, I can hear how much you enjoy it. So I, I really appreciate you coming on today, sharing your story. There are so many other women out there that are going to be in the position of where you were just a few short months ago. So I really am sure that they're going to find a lot of inspiration and motivation in what you had to say. So thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Wonderful. Of course. Um, for any of our listeners out there, please do make sure to hit the subscribe button so you do not miss the next episode of the Lady Landlords podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review or a comment um, as Stephanie and I will make sure to be monitoring those and answer any other follow-up questions you have. Otherwise, we will all see you back in the Lady Landlords Facebook group and happy to help and support you there. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're feeling stuck in your real estate journey, visit lady-landlords.com to book a one-on-one -on -one workshop with me. I'll help you determine your next best strategy. Or you could subscribe to our newsletter for exclusive tips and offers. Invest with confidence. Become a lady landlord today.